Welcome to the SLP Talk Show. Real talk with Carrie about stuff that really matters. Hey, it's Carrie, your fast-talking, speech-therapy-loving host. While you are driving, cleaning, exercising, or whatever it is you do while listening to podcasts, I'm going to be chatting about pediatric speech therapy stuff. But I don't want our time together to feel like work or be boring. You already work enough, and you already have enough boring stuff to do in your life. So let's get going and have some fun. Hi, this is Carrie, and I'd like to welcome you to the seventh episode of SLP Talk Show. So I was going to have my son Aaron join me today, but he is spending the day with Grandma Mary, so Jim is back in the recording studio with me once again. Yes, hello. You'll have to settle for me today, unfortunately. (laughs) Someday, though. Don't you think it would be cool for our listeners to get to hear Aaron? Oh, yeah. He's... He is such an experience. He is. He's a riot. He is, um, yeah. So one of these days, we're going to get him on here uh, and talk a little bit about some animal facts because yeah. I think you'll be pretty oh, yeah. impressed with his. He's he's really good at that. Yeah, he's, he's very knowledgeable. So Jim and I are actually having a cocktail as we record. Yep. Yep. So I am having... Uh, a little vodka drink, Kettle One, Grapefruit and Rose with club soda and a splash of Sprite. That's my new What do you think? I, favorite I mean, drink. I bartended for this. You did. So. You did very good. It's two actually thumbs up, one two thumbs, thumbs up? up, two thumbs up. Okay. I got a lime in there. So it Since is. Since my name is Ebert, I can do the two thumbs up? Yep. That's right. You know, people over the years, right. uh, people always ask me, are you related to Roger Ebert? Yeah. Like, you know, Siskel and Ebert? And I'm <laughs> not always that like, I know of. Not, not that, that I, know, I of. know of. Not that I know of. So, Jim, what are you drinking? I'm drinking um, some uh, Blue Note Crossroads version of bourbon. It's actually uh, made in Tennessee, so it's not... Technically bourbon? It's bottled in Tennessee. It's bottled in Tennessee. It's real close to Kentucky. Real close to Kentucky. Super close. <laughs> All right. In case you don't know about your geography, did yes. you know geography, Jim? Yeah. He... <laughs> I. What? Wait. That's what I call you, geography, Jim, because um, his major in college was geography. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we call him geography, Jim. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, that's what that's I call me. him. <laughs> that's what you call me. Nobody else on the planet calls me that, but you know. Geography, I've Jim. answered to worse. He. That's true. He is really good when we go to trivia. We love yeah, to go to trivia. I am, I am a huge volume of useless information he is i just write down the answers that's my role i'm the scribe at trivia and jim is the fountain of knowledge and so he spews uh not the fountain of youth no 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 the fountain of knowledge Knowledge. let's not confuse the two okay so since aaron was going to be on with me today we were going to talk about animals and since Mm -hmm. he's not on i'm going to start with this really important question are you ready jim Mm. i want to know what is your favorite animal? <laughs> uh, okay, um, I'm gonna say it's lion. The lion. And is there a reason why you love the oh, lion so much? Well, I mean, we just went to the zoo, and we were there, and uh, they were just so impressive. They were. It was the first time in a while that we've been to the Kansas City Zoo, and the lions were visible. You know, they were actually close to. The little fence thing. Right. They're, so, they're just, they're so huge. They're massive. Yeah, there were three I'm, of them. I'm like, they're they're like a horse out there. I they could were, ride one of them. Yeah, you know? I mean, sure. they're so big. They were. They were very impressive. So now as a pediatric speech language pathologist, I have to ask you to give us your best 
lion impression. I need to hear your animal sound. Oh, uh, okay. Roar! How about that? Okay, well, that'll do. That'll do. Yes, that's that's decent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the roar. All right, all right. So that is your favorite animal. Yeah. Yeah. So you like the lion best? Yeah, they're just they're you know it's the pride you know, and they stick together. The women do all the work, so I'm on board Uh with that Uh Uh sort of mentality. You know, and I can just snooze. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Okay. No. Okay. That's not really it. But, I mean. So you like It's a lion. benefit. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? So, my favorite animal is the elephant. And the main reason that I love the elephant so much is because of the animal sound that goes with it. So, as an SLP who works in early intervention, I am the queen of animal sounds and sound effects. So, right, right. you want to yeah. hear you want to yeah, hear my a, elephant no. sound, don't you? I, I know this. It's yeah. so good. It is so but good, go and I hope I can do it because I haven't practiced today. Okay, then sit back a little bit from the mic because yeah, because I'll gets scare loud. people. So, yeah, turn your volume down if you're listening to this. But I have to tell you, no, I we'll, get people we'll who. Um, who will say to me, uh, like, that's the best elephant sound they've ever heard. And they try to replicate it, and sometimes they can't. So here it is. I wish I would have practiced ahead of time. Are you ready? I have to do the movement, even though I, I know. the listeners can't see. I Just have to try do the movement. Try not to block your, the mic. The okay, mic. here we go. That was good. Oh, you're not very impressed, but no, you've that heard was, my elephant really sound good. multiple times, yeah. right? So I, I think that three-year-olds are more, or two-year-olds are more impressed by it than Two-year-olds are adults. extremely impressed. So I have to say, when I start making my animal sounds, and when I eventually get to my elephant sound, I am the most interesting thing in the room. Yep. And yep. toddlers. Well, you, you're always the most interesting thing in the room for me. Well, yeah, otherwise you wouldn't have married me, right? right? So we know right. that's true. But shameless, so shameless pandering, shameless. Yes, yes, yes. All right, all right. So animals, animal sounds. I think that since we're kind of on this this topic, it is a good day on our new podcast to talk about childhood apraxia of speech. That is one of my specialty area something that I've been interested in for a long time I've been an SLP for 26 years and I have been really interested in childhood apraxia of speech especially in toddlers and so when they're toddlers we are looking at it probably as suspected childhood apraxia of speech because Mm -hmm. most of these little ones um, do not have enough speech to make a firm diagnosis yet but as an early intervention provider who works with uh, children from age birth to three uh, over the years I have had children who seem to understand pretty much everything. Their receptive language is very high and expressively they really are struggling finding their voice. Mm. And so it's not a language delay. We're talking about a motor based uh, speech sound disorder. And so I thought since we're talking about animal sounds that maybe we could talk a little bit about childhood apraxia of speech. It's also known as CAS uh, in the SLP world. We just shorten it to apraxia, right? Mm -hmm. So um, for those of you who maybe aren't speech language pathologists or if you're a parent or if you just don't know a lot about childhood apraxia of speech, it is a motor-based speech sound disorder. So my explanation whenever I start talking to parents is, is this, okay? It's when the brain says speak, but the mouth doesn't respond. So what we do in speech therapy is try to identify 
strategies that will help the mouth learn to respond when the brain says speak. Okay. Is that a helpful explanation? Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's good. That's I I understand. Well, and as my husband, you know more about apraxia than probably most people on the planet. Mm. Don't you think? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Well, you at least have heard of it. I yes. would say most people have never even heard of the yes. word, right? Yes. So um, so it's just important, especially if you're a parent listening, to understand that childhood apraxia of speech is different from other speech sound disorders. So mm-hmm. a child could have an articulation disorder, okay, which means they have difficulty making certain sounds. Okay. So like some so kids... just like a letter sound or well, something? Well, like a speech sound, yeah. So like our daughter Allison couldn't say her L's, you know, until right. she was in kindergarten, okay. right? Yeah. Or some kids can't make, um, you know, the TH sound, you know, right. things like that. So it's just right. a specific sound that the child uh, cannot make. That's an articulation disorder. Um, a phonological disorder uh, means the child can make the speech sounds, but they have difficulty putting those sounds in certain words. So like a very common phonological pattern that young children often use when learning to talk is called final consonant deletion, where they leave the last sound off of a word. So maybe um, if they are trying to say the word boat, can you guess, Jim, how they would say it? Bow. Bow, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. nailed it. Woohoo, nailed it. <laughs> yeah, uh, honorary SLP here. So anyways, phonological disorders affect speech production, but they are actually linguistically based which mm. is getting very technical. We can oh, talk about wow. that a different day. That, yeah, that makes my brain hurt. It makes your brain hurt? Have yeah. another drink of bourbon. Okay. Okay, so, and he is. <laughs> Cheers. Um, so childhood apraxia of speech is difficulty with movement, with speech movement. So the child has difficulty moving between sounds, syllables, and words. So with childhood apraxia of speech, for example, a child might be able to say mm, the M sound. Right. And they might be able to say E, but what they can't do is connect those two syllables and say me. Oh, okay. So they have difficulty right. with movement between sound between, syllables. Between sounds. Yeah, so okay. it's a movement problem, a movement disorder. Okay. Wow. So with very young children, when I suspect childhood apraxia of speech, uh, one of the things I like to do is help build their confidence and help turn them into communication risk takers because a lot of times children with apraxia of speech have figured out, wow, this talking is really hard, mm-hmm. so I'm just not going to do it. Right. So they become really proficient pantomimers. Like sure. they're really good at, you know, gesturing out whole stories and, 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 and that or kind of Or maybe they just do things on their own oh, they become, they don't, so they don't have to request. Yeah, they become very independent uh, with a lot of their skills. So uh, one way that I help turn children into communication risk takers is instead of uh, teaching them to say words, which they already anticipate failure. Mm-hmm. What I've learned over the years is these kids know I can't say that word. I already tried. I can't do it. I know I can't, so I'm not even going to attempt it. So I'm not going to say anything at all. So Mm -hmm. what we do as SLPs is we turn them into communication risk takers. And one of the ways I do that is I start with sound effects. Mm. So instead of starting with words like ball, you know, milk, cookie, all done, stuff like that, I am going to start with sound effects. So there's three primary categories of sound effects I like to introduce to young children. Uh, We have animal sounds, vehicle sounds, and then what I call people sounds. And when I uh, say people sounds, usually... You know, I get these odd looks. So that would be things like, uh-oh, wee, 
boing, boing, like as you're bouncing a ball. Right, just, right. just sounds that, you know, um, uh, one of my favorites is like the eating sound. So like if you have a, a little stuffed animal and maybe some pretend food and you pretend the animal is eating and you go, nom, 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 nom. Right. So that's, <laughs> that's a good one. That's a sound effect. Right. Yeah. So you like that one. I love it. Um, so <laughs> I remember I, I was seeing this one little guy. This is, gosh, probably 12 years, 10, 12 years ago. And his mom in our early intervention sessions, she was a proficient note taker. So everything, every strategy I would talk about, she would take notes. So I'm modeling these people sounds for her. Right. <laughs> and I'm sitting there going, nom, 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 nom. And she's she writing looks, ends. No, like... you're, you're so funny. That's exactly. <laughs> she looks up from her notepad with this perplexed look on her face and she goes, how do you spell that? <laughs> oh my gosh. And I just died because I was like, well, I guess you can write N-U-M-N-U-M, but let's be clear. I'm not saying num, 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 right? A sound effect doesn't always have to stay the same. And your sound effect, your eating sound is probably different from my eating right. sound. So it's just, um, num, 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 right? Yeah. Mine would just be like, <laughs> chomp, 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 right? I chomp, mean, everybody's chomp, can be yeah. different. So the point is these sound effects are very, are very beneficial. And the reason I appreciate um, sound effects so much is they're simple syllable shapes. Mm -hmm. So they're either just simple vowel syllable shapes, like um, for something that's pretty, we might say, ooh. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Or it could be um, uh, reduplicated, like a CVCV, consonant, vowel, consonant, vowel, like, um, uh, you know, uh, bye-bye, even though that's mm-hmm. a real word. But, you know, we say bye-bye to a lot of things. Or sure. it could be um, a, a two-syllable but simple syllable word shape like uh-oh, right? So the point is they're not complex syllable shapes. These are all very simple. And we add in prosody. Prosody is the melody of speech, and it's what makes our speech sound interesting, not okay. monotone. Prosody, right? It affects volume. It affects pitch, intonation mm-hmm. patterns. Mm-hmm. So when we make sound effects, whether it's the lion sound right. or my infamous elephant sound, right? Whatever it is, or our yum, 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 yum. We do it in a way that it draws the child's attention to the sounds that we're making. Yeah, so and you to don't the... sound like Alexa or Siri or something. Exactly. Like we don't sound robotic. We don't right. want that. We want there to be prosody, right? Those yeah. prosodic features. Uh, so just for a real quick technical thing here, consonants and vowels are considered the segments of speech. Prosody is considered supra-segmentals of speech. So it's the Ooh. extra. Yeah, fancy word. Say that after a few bourbons, supra-segmentals. Supra-segmentals. Yeah, supra-segmentals. So anyways, uh, that is why I designed all my Silly Sounds cards uh, that are filled with sound effects. And we just recently uh, got set D done. So we have set A, set B, set C, and set D of all our Silly Sounds cards. These are Mm -hmm. visual cue cards. Mm -hmm. You hold them right next to your face. Draw attention to your articulators, how you move your lips, your tongue, your jaw. But kids find them fascinating, and they're all sound effects so they're all animal sounds vehicle sounds and i find them sounds. fascinating they are fascinating they're fun to look at they're fun to look at we have amazing illustrators who work for hallmark cards mm-hmm. uh, here in kansas city yep. so anyways uh this was fun talking uh, a little bit about apraxia talking a little bit about our animals and our animal sounds and vehicle sounds and people sounds and drinking bourbon and drinking bourbon and drinking vodka so yeah. oh Whoa. i just dropped my coaster we need Oops. to have a little cheers here cheers there we go And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. We are going to 
go figure out, I guess, what to do with the rest of our weekend. Yeah. Right? So um, thanks for listening. If you're enjoying the podcast, Jim and I would both appreciate it if you would either follow, like, or subscribe to the show. And we also are enjoying reading your comments, your reviews. So if you could uh, take the time to leave us either five stars or leave us a review, we certainly read your feedback and appreciate it very much. So as you head back to the real world, remember, joy is a choice that you make every day when you wake up. Throw kindness around like confetti. And please, please get your boobies checked every year. It could just save your life. It certainly saved mine. Until we meet again, cheers.